Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Steve Show with Steve. Once again, I'm Steve. I'm your host of the show. Uh, this is the interview series here where I had a, a, a very cool guest on, Hugo Lopez, in one of the, the best genuine human conversations I've ever had. Um, and I, I say conversation because I say it's an interview show you know, that I try to do every so often. And I didn't do so much interviewing. I think I maybe asked four or five questions and we just talked and I talked a lot about myself and I kind of, I don't know, I feel weird about that because this, this, this show, I don't want to reflect on, on, I mean, I don't want to make myself the center of attention on, on a high level. You know, it's my show. This is me giving back to people. Uh, but Hugo, Hugo is a very interesting dude. We met at a, at a comedy training in the brokerage out in Belmore uh, and the guy, he seemed so interesting back in the day, man. Like he was, he was a really cool dude. Um, and we get into that, we get into that in the show. So I'm not going to spoil anything, uh, you know, like that. Uh, but the guy, I, when I was doing the show, he was one of the people I was thinking of. I'm like, you know, let me, I got to get this guy on the show one way or another. Like he, he was just so interesting. And over, over the last two or three years, uh, things have gotten more interesting for him. And, you know, it, it really made it really made me think while while I was recording about about certain things, uh, about how life gets, about how how difficult shit can get, and how how we overcome these things. And the more the more I think about it, the more the more interesting it is, because he he does you know he, we talk about certain things, we talk about depression, we talk about therapy, and how music and how what we want to do in life helps us get over those things and. I definitely took a lot from it. And like I said, it's definitely one of the best human conversations I've had. Uh, I can't even call it, like I said, I can't even call it an interview because we just went back and forth so much. And, you know, it was really awesome. It was really cool to have him on the show. He wants to come back. So, you know, I'm going to make that happen. Maybe we can get some more questions and stuff. Um, so anyway, uh, a couple of things. I really, I also want to take some time to thank the, the listeners once again for listening to the show for uh, getting in on what I'm doing here, and you know, I, I got some, I got some plans. I got some plans of the show. I, I'm trying to get a, a little booth at Comic Con going. We're gonna see if that happens. I mean, by then I'll be a couple episodes deep, so it, it'll be worth it. Um, trying to do some other events. I really can't talk about too much stuff because it's like it's not written in stone yet, and I and I hate saying I'm gonna do this and not actually have it be done because it set it it wrecks me. Because I have my sights set on one thing, it doesn't happen. Uh, so I try not to. I try not to put all my eggs in a basket. I say, and that's something in life I've been I've been learning to do, is not because nothing's guaranteed in life. You know, like you you can buy a lotto ticket, but you you might not win, and you got to be okay with throwing away a couple of dollars for that like slight chance of being like a billionaire or something. And I'm learning in my life as I'm, as I'm growing that not everything is guaranteed to happen the way you expect it to happen. Um, not, not all the best things definitely come to you a hundred percent of the time. Some things will happen, but not everything's guaranteed to happen. You know, something, sometimes you got to get off your ass and do it yourself. So, um, and that's, that's kind of a bit of the conversation we had and it's really enlightening because that's one of the things that kind of pushed me to do this. And to get on the show and, and and put myself back out there again was because I, if I sat on my ass and play video games all day, which I do when the time is right, if I, if I did that all the time, the show would not be made and I wouldn't be recording things and I wouldn't be having conversations with people and I wouldn't be thinking about what my future holds and how I can make this my life. And I realized that, you know, I got to get off my ass and do it. And I think I talked about that a, a bunch of times. That's been kind of like my mantra of life lately is like, if you can get up and you can do it, then why, why just, why not? Why wait? Just do it. So, yeah. So I, uh, so Hugo was definitely a good, um, he, he, de- he definitely enforced that upon me and he made a lot of really good points. And we also talked about, um, we talked about our time at, at the brokerage, you know, learning stuff and even right now i have to i have to apologize to uh some of the people there because when i i write comedy or or i try <laughs> i try to write comedy but i never realized how important those rules were that i've learned from people like rich walker and peter bales 
I didn't I didn't learn how how important they were until I sat down and I was writing jokes and I was like none of this makes sense but if I write it the way that they did it does and it it gets put together and it's funny because a lot of people ask me like how do I write how do you do that and I say well it's almost like math but with words where you try to pick what's right you, you know a plus b equals c and that's kind of like what what writing comedy is about. You know, you write your two setup jokes and do your you know, little um, you know punchline. So that's what I try to do now, and it works out so much better. It really does. That class has done a lot for me, and it's done a lot. It, it also knocked definitely knocked me down a couple of bars in the sense of ego, which we also talk about a little bit, I guess. Um, maybe realize the type of person I am. And that if I really want to do this, I really got to go all the way. And I'm trying. I'm trying, folks. And uh, I appreciate every single listener out there who who's going through the same thing. And it's really cool. It really is. Um, but enough about me. We're going to jump into the episode. Everyone, Hugo Lopez. We've been going. The second I got going. here, we've yeah. been just like exchanging be... life details. And... Well, just by the way, uh, here's another guest of mine. We have Hugo Lopez here. What's up? Hi. The, uh... I'm not high, but hi. Hi. Not yet. yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> My car is just right outside. <laughs> we'll take a fiver. Oh, man. Uh, no, wait. No, it's, been, it's been... It's been what? It's been like... I don't know. It's been a very long day for me today. I feel you, man. Also, also I mean, it's been a very long time since I've done like any kind of drug. Like any kind. Interesting. Maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll smoke after this. Oh yeah, yeah. If my family ever listens to this, oh, <laughs> they get no. this far, they think Steve does what? Nah, I don't. I don't do that stuff, man. Okay, I really don't. I was no. just saying, considering your li- your living situation, I think it's pretty. It's you, r- it's rife with possibilities. You know, <laughs> you know. I, Let's just get a couple of hookers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I feel like that would be like the, like the the first thing. Oh, my friends, like, dude, you have a house to yourself. I'm like, yeah. Like, what do you do? I'm like. I play video games a lot, and I, I record a podcast. And like, I do basically what I would have if I lived in my parents' basement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I used to live in the basement of this house, so once everyone left, I was like, I can have a room above ground? That's, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, that's Dude, good. You have, a, you have a podcast room. Yeah, I have a studio room. With, like a, it's, it's, with a giant Joker uh, blanket. Yeah, it's it's backwards. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just It's cool to have someone really creepy just staring at you. At all times. Also, I have a, a Breaking Bad poster. Very nice. Anyway, uh, so, uh, man, get down to it. Um, Hugo Lopez. We met. We How did met, we meet, buddy? Uh, we met at, at the Brokerage Comedy Club doing that uh, the stand-up stuff, man. We did a... Uh, uh, it was you, me, a couple other people, but one, we had Ian Lazarus there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he's doing pretty well. I'm gonna try, I want to try to get him here, He too. lives upstate New York, Yeah, but he seems pretty active. Yeah, he's been running around. He does a lot of shit, man. And his <laughs> his uncle is Stephen Lazarus. Steve Lazarus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I think it, I think that's really awesome. But uh, one of the things to like, you play a lot of music lately. Right? It's been yeah. you've been you've been doing uploading a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been kicking it into uh, into the, pr- the proverbial high gear. All right, so let's talk about that, man. Let's talk sure. about your music stuff. Um, when did you start? Hmm. I think I became a legitimate fan when I saw uh, Pearl Jam's Jeremy music video. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you listen, you saw that, and you're like, "Shit, I want." Yeah, to do that it. was the first like palpable like moment where like uh, I think I was like five and I was upstairs in my parents' bedroom and that came on and I was like, "Why do I freaking love this song?" You know? Oh man. Otherwise, um, yeah, I didn't start playing drums until I was thirteen. Technically, because I got my drums when I was 13. Did and then you, it became like this, you know, the next following year I got a guitar. The following year after that I got a keyboard. And it's been kind of... Oh, so you, you play around with, with other stuff too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like all my original stuff that I release, I'm playing like all the stuff. Yeah, I, I listened to a track you released um, a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was... I thought it was that was just you? Yeah, yeah. That, multi, that was amazing. Multi-tracking technology, buddy. <laughs> I want to I always used to... I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to, to be like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. I never... Go, I get like five minutes into it, so I'm like, shit, man, this is way too much. And then right. I, I stopped doing it. And right, right. I always... But like, that's why I'm doing the podcast. I feel like this is one thing you 
definitely dedicate myself without to. a doubt i love i honestly love it um i told you before I, i'm doing uh, an irrelevant wasteland with uh terrence cray we've been doing that for maybe a year and we're into what i guess we could call our second season oh that's awesome but it's it's good when you're not self-conscious yeah about yeah. doing it and that goes for everything including music yeah that's you know what i mean you gotta I be used to i used to play back in the day i used to play bass but like i totally you're know drummer. what you mean i i played drums i also i played drums for one band only and then I played bass for the majority of other bands because everyone's like, we need a bass player. We're going to find one. I'm like, oh, hi. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I do that. I can hit strings. <laughs> it can... That's what I did. But uh, with uh, So you started... Uh, the second you saw Jeremy, you're like, I want to do that. Well, yeah. I remember that was my first like little kid moment where I had insight. Like, like oh, wow. This is... You know, it's, it's hitting me. But then... Uh, yeah, I would say the love of music has been has been there ever since and it's been intensifying this year has been cool that's awesome so yeah. um so you did um so drum set did you do like drums in school or did you just I did. kind I of st- oh. I started when I was 11 uh the 6th grade beginner band <laughs> but then like I said I got drums when I was 13 and then it was different because then it was like you know I think I had um a couple of friends that wanted to start a band and by the time I was a freshman in high school I was playing with a couple of upperclassmen in like a punk trio. We were all Hispanic. It was awesome. <laughs> you know? A Hispanic was, punk trio. Yeah, it was awesome. It was just the coolest thing. And that, I remember fucking busting my ass, man. Yeah? Yeah. Man, that's... Um... They got me into No Effects. They got me into Lagway. Oh. And they got me into, uh, I guess, Green Day, Nirvana. It was a flowering, first flowering period. Man, I, rem- I remember when I was young, like the first band that I was like, I'd listen to music and I was like, I want to do that. It was Metallica. And I listened to, <laughs> out of all the albums, I listened to the S&M album. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I was dude. like, and I heard that. I was like, fuck, I want to do that. Like, I want to be there. I want to be. You remember how old you were? Oh man. I must've been, I must've been, yeah, about 13 and 13 yeah, or 14. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I got it for Christmas. I got the album. I got a CD player. And all I did was just listen to, like I had people in this house, like eating dinner and shit. And I was just ignoring them and just listen to Metallica. You're in that world, man. And yeah, yeah. My friend James, James Russell, uh, shout out to James Russell. (laughs) Shout out. He was, he was the one who like would, you know, he, I remember him, he brought Metallica S&M over one time and I was like, yo, dude, epic. Yo, that album, like everyone, like, because a lot of bands in the eighties, they did that whole, like, you know, we're a band, we're a metal band, we're going to play with the symphony. And Metallica was the only one to really pull it off. Like 100%. Like it's like an example now. I haven't heard it in a long time. I just liked uh, they did Unforgiven, right? Yeah, they did Unforgiven. But they also covered the uh, the spaghetti western. Uh, yeah, um, the Ennio Morricone. I don't know how to say his last name. The Ecstasy of Gold. Yeah, they, they opened up with that. Yeah, yeah. And they opened up with that every single show. And I saw them at Nassau Coliseum. And they open up with that, and I was like, because you heard, you know, how, how shows are. You know, you just hear like a bunch of like fucking music, and then you hear that song, and I'm like, oh shit, they're coming up, and no one saw it coming. Yeah, that was like the coolest thing. That was the uh, you talked about the music in between. Yeah, sets. yeah, like in yeah. between sets, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. you just you just okay. I'm like, I mean, my friends were diehard fans, diehard fans of Metallica, and we heard us see a gold. We're like, oh shit, it's gonna go. <laughs> and I forgot what they opened up with. It was so many years ago. I was like 16 when I saw him live. But. Yeah, I never, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I was never a huge Metallica fan. I think I really liked that tune off of uh, the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. That was a good fucking song, I too. I disappear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, now that was, again, that was like the flowering period where I was like 13, coming coming home from school and like playing to music, the stereo pumping for like two hours before my dad got home. Oh, you know? shit. But that was definitely Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. <laughs> Played the shit out that of that. That was a good soundtrack. I had that. I owned it. <laughs> to a 13 year old in 1998, yeah. it was. No. <laughs> Man, so, um, so, so it was, oh, dude, I had that album too. I was listening to that one too. It was, um, I remember $2 Billy All. And I forgot the other album that was after that. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you, there's a new metal past there's a new metal is in my dna a little bit what can i tell you even though i don't listen I, to it anymore but i will never oh, yeah. be an elitist i will never hate the stuff i used to like I can you can't appreciate it. You, yeah you have to yeah. that's where you came you came from yeah. it's like in the future like wbab like you know the classic rec station they're gonna end up playing corn remember this trick well, yeah <laughs> there are a corn block or jonathan <laughs> da- any jonathan davis fans out there 
Oh man, they'll have a Jonathan Davis, Fred Durst block. Oh yeah, they got right? yeah, they have to. Like, <laughs> and like, oh, here's some cold chambers spread like sprinkled in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh man, so um, so who was like your your main inspiration for for playing music? Was oh it, man, was it everything Jam? from uh, nowadays, everything from unsung heroes from the past to friends. Friends? Yeah, I you know I'm friends with people that are you know wicked talented. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna say that I always say I'm like that's awesome to like everything. Cause that's it fine. Is. It is. I'm gonna say the same fucking thing. All <laughs> awesome is a good word. So um, I remember when when we were, um, you know, we were doing the, the whole freaking out thing. before we had to go on stage. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, that was like, I have to tell you, man, that training was. I didn't get it until way after, and just same. recently, just recently, I talked to Rich Walker like two weeks ago. Like I saw nice. him. I saw him at something. I was like, "Holy shit, Rich, what's going on?" And he's like. Hey, he's like, I kind of remember you. I'm uh, like, oh, yeah, you kind of do. I, I kind of didn't, I didn't take it in as, as well. Right. And like way after I kind of like, it clicked. I'm like, holy fuck, I got it now. <laughs> and like, it was, it's weird. Cause I, I'm always like one of those people that just, I can't take, I, I can't, when someone says like, you have to do it this way, I never do yeah, it. Yeah. They made it academic. They made it quantized and then it became, you know what I mean? It became kind of rigid in a way, but yeah. again, it, it, you know, it, it goes both ways. Um, I think it was good. I was just, I'm crazy sometimes. I feel like I was not as receptive as I could have been to the, to the class just because of the way I get when I'm like nervous. Yeah. You know, like I I get this like attitude. I feel like everybody hates me now. You know what (laughs) I mean? But it's really a thick skin. I realized that because I've hosted a bunch of, uh, uh, like I've emceed, I guess you could say, a bunch of shows that I've played. Like my band used to have a residency at the Velvet Lounge and used to oh. talk it. And I would do the talking bit. I'd be like, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing tonight? And depending on the night, I would either be like really just chilled, chilled out, or like a fucking sociopath. Like mean. I would be mean for no reason. I, I, I've been there. I did one set uh, a couple months ago. And I was I was kind of mean. I tell like two or three mean jokes, and like I talked to the the guy who after the show, he's like, uh, he's like, dude, he's like, you you might want to come off a little bit nicer. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even realize I was coming off like an asshole. I feel like I was like that the entire class. <laughs> no, no, you were pretty cool, man. You know, I was like, because like I remember like, uh, you know, Rich would go up there, and I would just I have impulse control problems. I think. Yeah, yeah. I would just say something snarky, meant to be funny, but I feel like nobody would ever take it that way. It would always be like, "Oh, he was a fucking asshole." Dude. <laughs> <laughs> when you went on stage and you're like, I, "I," you said a joke, and everyone kind of laughed, and you're like, "I don't get it." Rich wrote that one, and it was like the funniest shit. <laughs> like anyone, like you put him on the spot, but everyone was laughing their asses they off. They didn't like, screw, like they. He probably hated it. They but. didn't like the, when we listened back. Uh, that day, right? When we had pizza, right? Yeah. Last day, yeah. graduation. I don't know. They were kind of like, don't do that. Yeah, he was like, I remember him and like one other person, uh, Peter Bales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, they were both like, you shouldn't do that. But everyone was like, that was fucking hysterical. <laughs> like, Nerves, man. Yeah, Nerves. shit happens, man. I haven't, have you watched, when was the last time you watched your DVD? Never. I never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, because. That's like, awesome, dude. Because yeah, I told, you know what it is? Like, it's. Like even some actors and stuff, like like, uh, like Johnny Depp. Every movie he's in, he never watches the movie. Okay, and I feel like that's kind of like how I am. Like I very few times will actually listen to my own podcast because like I was like mm. I'm in it. Why do I? Uh, True, I, I, I rationalize it the same way. Yeah, you know, my friend will release the episode, and I'll be like, eh, no, yeah, because I'm gonna hear something. I'll be like, that sounds terrible. Why did I even bother? And then yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just get really subconscious. You kept it together that night. Yeah, yeah. You know, there were. I, I feel like it was sort of obvious that the nerves were there but you 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 rolled right through it man yeah you know i think yeah I think and the same with me it's just how we deal with yeah it. it's it, like i had this like mean thing that's you had, like the too cool for school kind of thing yeah and that was that, cool like i like that like you were just like yeah whatever <laughs> and then well, it killed it was listen, pretty funny that was your shit my friends my friends gave me the uh gave me the real deal the real deal feedback after, you know? Oh, okay. yeah. They thought it was lame. Uh. 
But and it's, you know, it's stand, stand up university uh, graduation. It's a good start. Night. It's a good start. Like, and not to be like a fucking commercial for him, but I mean, that was, I was really interested in the second round. And I realized that, like, I'm not ready for the second round yet. What's the second round? Well, that's kind of like you, what, what Ian was on, like, the second round. Oh, going line. back to it. And yeah, like, he went back it. and he was just, he was just, like, remember how us, like, they were like, okay, you know, this is what you should be doing. Right. And Ian just got up there. He told jokes for five minutes and then, mm-hmm. like, okay, cut this, cut this, right. keep this, change that. Right. That's what he was doing the second year or something. Yeah. And I was like, man, I really want to do that. But I'm not at that level. I wasn't at that level for a while. And now I have a book that I just, every for a while, for every Monday, I went to a coffee shop and I just wrote jokes. I wrote pages and pages just of bullshit. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, how can I make a joke out of this? And that's when I started thinking and I started realizing like their training. And I was like, holy fuck, they were so right. Yeah. And like it hit me like a brick. I was like that as far as the fundamentals. Yeah, right? the, like the you know the threes, and I'm like, yeah, you don't have to do it that way. You can tell your own jokes, like how these other comedians do. And then I and then I started really listening to to uh, specifically Hannibal Buress because yeah. he he's so fucking funny. But I listened to his sets, and I'm like, you know, like even one joke, he's like, yeah, I said three times, you know, for comedy. <laughs> and right. I was like, it's like holy shit, they, like, didn't, they weren't making that stuff. Yeah, up. they weren't. They yeah, were dead on. And now. I, I like to jump onto Reddit sometimes and I, I'll go to the stand-up workshop area and I'll just flat out, like someone will be like, oh, I need help with this joke. And I'll like, I'll tell them like, listen, this joke sucks. Like you talk about AIDS. Like, like <laughs> no one's going to find this funny. <laughs> like no one, no, stop it. Just trash it. Uh, I actually started going to uh, the lizard lounge yeah. after that. I tried to find them. I didn't know where they were. It was like a two year thing. Yeah. It's in Bohemia. Oh, okay. You have to like kind of okay. make a U-turn if you're coming from the West. But, uh, yeah, that was like, I feel like the first time I went there, I did the the same set that I did at the graduation show, and it was cricket sounds, baby. <laughs> you know what it is? Like, <laughs> it, I, it was rote. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like very like, just not real, not in the moment. That's that's the thing. You got to find yourself. You know? Yeah, that's... And I tried. I really did. And then I took a break, and then I came back. It was like I would do comedy every fall. That's what I did. Like, you know. that's what I was doing. I was doing comedy for, like, every summer block. And then I stopped doing it because, like, no one... Like, who wants to fucking go out when it's snowing? <laughs> like, so yeah. I, saw, I I used the winter as my writing period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, like, this one comedian who's, like... This guy, Aaron Harbour, he's like, don't do that. He's like, just go out and do comedy every day. And I'm like, I, I physically can't do that. And he's like, then maybe this isn't for you. Right. I'm like, no. Like, this is totally for me. Entertainment is, like, my thing. Yeah, you know what? And this is where I feel home. And I'm like... And a lot of people feel that way, too. You know, and that's kind of like one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast in the first place, because there's a lot of people who feel like their home is in entertainment or in the arts or something. Yeah. And it's a I, good, good way to goose it up. Yeah. You know, if, if you can't necessarily make a certain open mic, you know, well, I yeah, think at least putting your personality out there and being comfortable expressing yourself is square yeah. one, right? Yeah. And like, plus, yeah. I just like I like talking to people. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I feel you, dude. Again, yeah. yo, I mean, like the first time we did the podcast, me and my friend. It was like I was never comfortable. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm just getting comfortable now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. It was weird though. I have gone through some stages. A few years ago I got like depressed. I had never gotten that depressed before, but I yeah. was like legitimately depressed. And I feel like after that happened, it's been a slow rebuilding of like my concept of what I th- who I think I am. That's insane. You know? It's really crazy to think about. And it was weird because when I got into the comedy thing, I was like still kind of putting the blocks back together. So I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was ready to be I th- I think everyone, a dude. Yeah, I think if that every, makes any sense. Yeah, a dude I, on stage, you know? I, I think everyone, everyone has that period in time where they have to sit down and they have to think about what they want to do. Yeah. Because we're, I feel like we're a part of a lost generation. You know that? Like, <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> like we're totally lost. Like we're fucked. Like how are we, like this house... I would never be able to afford this house. I'd never be. Able, I don't make enough money to keep this house, and a lot of a lot of people in our in our spots like they're the same way. Mm. And I feel like right now, like you know, we're tossed up between like what we used to believe was a real job compared to what we really want to do with our lives. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, you're like when you're a kid, everyone's like, oh, I want like I want to be a musician. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, that's nice. And they're like, well, you're you're this age now, and you should probably do something else. And you can't, you can't do something else because you already put all your time and effort into being a musician that right. like, you're kind of like, why would I give that up? Right. And, and it was, a, you know, uh, if it's, if we're talking, uh, as far as, uh, the, the matters of starting, uh, a hobby that you realize is your vocation a few years later, 
then that's a good thing yeah. if you don't have any other options because that's truly what you were kind of meant to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like uh, my my dad, he 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 started doing he started doing a, a catering service. Like he did it on his free time. And now he's like I really want to do that. And I'm like that's that's cool. You know, my dad's up like I'm not going to say he's old, but <laughs> he'd kick my ass. <laughs> 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 like he's at, he's at an age where you you traditionally wouldn't think like you would do such a drastic move or make such a drastic decision yeah but he's like and like i i support his idea like he he, so wait, he had a catering service he does he has one he has one now he, he does and one that was, now that was the gear shift from the pr- previous job that he had well he keeps his he kept he kept his job okay and now he just kind of caters events and stuff on the weekends like some people be like oh i need someone to make a whole shit ton of food my dad's like hello <laughs> so he did my friend's wedding surprisingly enough nice. and it was excellent but and, and your dad i take it is italian yeah. Oh, dude. So he's all about it. He's all about. Oh man, we Memorial Day weekend. He made so much food, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna steal some of this. He's like, go for it, because I'm not gonna eat all this. Hell yeah, <laughs> so, man. Hell yeah. He cooks for an army, and there's still like leftovers. Right. right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad's the same way. Every time I come over, you know. Well, my dad's from Argentina. My mom's Italian. All right. But culturally, they kind of share the same the same thing. So like, you know big dinner on sundays exactly you know cold, fresh cold, you know cold cuts cold cuts man you know? i was always into cold cuts yeah i, I love it's like it was like half-assing a sandwich kind of you know you just throw a whole bunch of meat on it and you're like fuck it it's <laughs> the best though man bread and meat and yeah. cheese that's like the, is... all you need hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so back on, back on the music yeah. shit man um uh you played i remember we were talking you played drums for the good rats mm-hmm how was that? And you toured with them? That was awesome. That was like the best time, one of the best times of my life. I was, prior to joining them, I was like fighting with my dad all the time. I had just gotten out of college and like stuff was kind of reaching ahead. And one day I was at a rehearsal with them and, uh, or it might've been when we were into playing shows at that point and Pepe, who... God rest his soul, passed away oh, two yeah. years ago. I thought of you when I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, holy shit. Yeah. We lost the pep. Um, freaking, he was like, you know, my son has a basement apartment, 650 a month. Obviously, you got to keep playing with us, but it's yours <laughs> if you want it. And I was like, hell yeah. And it came at just the right time. Like, I was, you know, I go to a therapist every week. And at that point in my life, she was like totally super helpful because mm-hmm. I was like in the process of like breaking down, you know, barriers, so to speak. You know, I was trying to just be myself and I was meeting a lot of resistance. So that was just sick. It was like I got up, moved out, played with a rock band. That's like the dream. That's and the lived by myself. Dream. That's a dream. Far man. away from home. Now, you relatively like, speaking, yeah, it was right. in Miller Place. That's that's still pretty it's far. Friggin east, man. Yeah. I, I had to drive out there a while ago, but I mean that's a long story. <laughs> um, um, but you said like it was hard just coming to terms with your with yourself. You said like, that was the the, walls, the, like... the press uh, the depression was after that period. So you you actually you had a, a big fight with depression, or was it kind of like that? Was, so the depression thing was post good rats, and that was more of the thing that was brought on by like just how much truth can I take in yeah yeah and the truth itself was very uh challenging to my current character or identity at the time so i make it sound so dire but it's the best <laughs> way i could describe but that's, it that's the thing me. is like no one's no one's ever in like someone else's shoes right you know right. like you never think like like i felt there's been times i've felt like straight up depressed like mm-hmm. there's been times like i've come home from work and i'm just like i'm done i'm mm-hmm. done for the day mm-hmm. it's four o'clock but i'm done for the day right so I mean, and like I talk to other people, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just really down. I don't, I don't know. And everyone's like, well, did you? And like everyone has like the feeling that they need to tell you what to do. Yeah. And it's always like the wrong answer. <laughs> and like you just don't know what the right answer right, is until right, you right. find it yourself. It's really, I mean, you just said that like, all right, let's say you, were, you just had like a bad day. You got home. It's four o'clock. You're done. Does that mean that you're going to be dwelling on all the shit that is, that was, you know, upsetting you or does that mean that you just you're gonna like just retire for the for the time being and take a nap see you know what i mean because that's the best yeah. that's the best thing usually when i have a shitty day it's just like that's it turn the brain off because the brain did not shut off when i got depressed yeah that was the reason why i was in this like 
that, that predicament to begin with because I was just like you just eating constantly. myself up. Oh, man, yeah, like, dude. I, like <laughs> I work my, 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 my real my real job yeah. is I work in a bank and I remember one day I, it was like everything was hitting me. All my bills hit me. My student loans was hitting me and I saw one guy come in and he was just like, yeah, let me just deposit this money into my account and his fucking balance was like $750,000. Holy shit. And I'm like, what do you do? And he's like, eh, you know, just like trade stocks. Like, like he was, he wasn't like dressed nice or anything. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. I just hoard money. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I just, I just hold on to this. He's like, I can, I, he's like, I just do whatever I want. And I'm like, why? Like, why can't like, and like it just, everything including that guy yeah. just, like, built up on me. <laughs> and then I'm like, why do I exist? Right. You know, and you have that moment of like, I've been busting my ass and you see like, I see people all the time, drug dealers, yeah. fucking tons of money coming in and out. And I'm just like, why am I even alive? Right. Like, why do I, why am I here? And one of the main pitfalls is comparing. Exactly. And like, I, I tell myself like, I can't do that. I can't fucking do that. Yeah. And like, I, I deal with that every fucking day. I just see people and it's just yeah, like, yeah. and like, I get, I don't know. It's so much, it's so much to it. You also, um, not you specifically, but in general, it starts to, the the clouds start to clear away when you become a bit more appreciative of what you already kind of have. Yeah. Like how, how did you get out of that? How did you get out of your, ah, let me see. And it was a music related thing. Uh, what did I do? I just did what I thought I had to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I did it and. I think it was again that 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 pure sentiment of just like, all right, what do I have? What do I, what do I currently have that is not bad? What is you know, and yeah, it works. It works yeah. when you put it that way. Yeah, I had my when I had the depression. I was living in the second apartment that I had gotten effortlessly. Might I add, I never had to bust my ass to get a place. Thank, yeah. thank goodness. And like. Things are never bad. It never things aren't are never as bad as 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 you think. Like I said, it's your brain. That's yeah, like... because that's 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 what I had to realize too. And I I talked to my I, talk, I was talking to my fiance and like a lot of people. Yeah, you know, they don't have someone to talk to. So it was really helpful. And told them like, listen, I'm like I'm just feeling I'm just feeling straight down. I feel like I'm like fucking. I feel like I'm nothing. Yeah. And like I don't I don't even know why like you're marrying me. And she's like, Shut up. She's like, You gotta start looking self deprecating at deprecating Yeah, I was so self deprecating to myself. I'm like, I'm beating myself up. Yeah. And she's like, Listen, everything's gonna be fine. And like that was the first time I've ever heard or like seen that and believed it. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's and You know what? It's that. Yeah. It's that. I'm trying to think, because it's a good question. How do you dig yourself out of it? You just the number one reason why you're you are upset is because you're resisting. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're resisting something. If you just say I don't care and I'm on my own path, zen baby. What else <laughs> are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all good. Everything has and, and the concept of everything has worked literally in everything has happened uh, albeit maybe in a very complex way because that's the way the universe works sometimes, a way that you you know, you you're not aware of how things are supposed to fit into yeah. place but the idea that everything has happened the way it's supposed to happen relieves you of all the responsibility in a sense yeah you know what i mean yeah like instead of trying to force things to happen you just kind of do what you do yeah and just be happy with yourself yeah and like even i was i was telling a friend of mine off the mic i said to him like you know this podcast where i sit down and I record with people this is like therapy to me and this is like one of the few times I can put my voice out there and just be like, okay. Mm-hmm. And like, I might not put it up, but at least I, I did something. Yeah. And that's been kind of like my whole mantra now. It's just it's like, beautiful, just man. do it. Just do it. And you're a good communicator. One of the, I mean, the, I remember I used to beat myself up uh, for just not being able to form my thoughts to another person because like I was that beaten up, you know what yeah. I mean? And it would just be like a uh, kind of like a vicious cycle. But just to, just to be able to express yourself is yeah. is a damn good thing. It's it's definitely it's it's definitely something hard. It's it's hard to get a grasp of right away because not a lot of people know how to do that. And like it's uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just be lucky that you're somewhat of a 
of a creative guy. Yeah, I've always had that, and that that's like one of the reasons I like this is like my myself paying it forward. Yeah, to other people. What else are you into? Um, I like doing this. I, I've been screenwriting. I was just about to say, do you write scripts? I've been I've been screenwriting. I wrote. I was writing a script last night. Um, my life's work has been about my life working in a video game store, hmm. and like because I lived it, I've seen crazy shit. So my my whole life's work has been leading up to like this whole moment. I had I had an opportunity to write for a company, and like I went for the interview and everything. Nice. And then the last minute, the guy's like, "Oh yeah, so uh, you're ready to move up to Maine?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I can't do that." I'm like, "I'm sorry, man. I'd love to do that. I'd love to write for your company, but I can't move to Maine. I got I got a bunch of shit going on right now." Yeah. And he's like, "All right, well, when we come to New York, we'll you know we'll see what's going on." And then like I wrote for a couple of internships. Like I was trying to get nothing. And I was like, I'm like, if I can't do what I want to do, then like, I, like, how do I make this happen? Like, I had like such a nervous breakdown about everything at right. one point or another. I was like, how do I make this happen? And I'm like, let me work. Let me do my own thing instead of working by someone else's standards. So that that's where I'm at. And so you're you're still at the video game store? No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm in the bank. I'm in the bank now. The bank. That's so. Right. Just, when I met you, you were at the video game yes, store. Yes, yes. I was working for another company My bad. at that time. <laughs> um, yeah, you want to be free, right? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of the goal. Uh, I mean, I right now I teach at a couple of music stores. Yeah. That's, what I, that's, that's the only way I'm able to survive and not be at home. <laughs> you know? Because gigs are, you know, uh, gigs in general are kind of a precarious thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard yeah, to come They to come it. and they go. Even residencies, you will not be at a place forever. So you said you did a residency at... Um, the Velvet Lounge. Yeah, how was that? What was that That like? was good. Every gig that I've had, especially residencies, has always been a stepping stone. Okay. You know, for, like I said, when, I, when we were at the Velvet Lounge, I was doing comedy at the time, so I, was, I would go to the Lizard Lounge and then head further east and, you know, kind of MC the, you know... Like the jazz show at the Velvet Lounge. <laughs> so, okay, so you did, um, so I get jazz drum. Original, yeah, uh, it was like original stuff. That's cool. As far as, you know, that stuff's concerned, I guess you could call it jazz. All right. So, like, um, so residencies, like, you know, how, how did that, how did that work out for you? I guess it was like kind of like you were there one night every week for mm-hmm. however Tuesdays, long. they had free food, great food too. <laughs> it was like rice. Uh, chicken something something followed by an Indian name. Of course. Uh, and it was good. Free food and we would play usually from 9 to 12. Okay. Yeah. You know? So, um... Gladly take that gig back too. It was fun. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. You, it looks like you have like such a such a good success with music, man. That's really Yeah, it's cool. been good. See, it's a thing. It's like, you know, <laughs> I have a couple of friends who like make fun of the like, oh, how's the comedy thing going, huh? <laughs> but the point is to, you to know, put yourself out there, put yourself out there and just try things. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is something about it that I admire. I don't know if stand up is necessarily the form that I would take, but I mean, you know, you know, and you know, yeah. maybe the timing isn't right, but there's always, there's always a time in your life where you, I feel like you, you have to jump up and try it. Yeah. You know, and like there was a couple of guys in that class who were just like, uh, I can't remember. I know, remember there was another Steven who was there and he was just like, he went through a, like such a hard time in his life. Like mm-hmm. his wife just died and he was just like, I'm just going to do this. Oh shit. And Who's? he, I forgot his last name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like, think. He, mm-hmm. he did pretty well. And, you know, and he's like, nah, nah. And like, I don't know if he ever did it ever again, but like, that's cool. You know, to just be like, I'm just going to get up and do something. Hell yeah. And that's, that's, that's the way it, it ought to be. I, I, I think that you can only live by revelation. Yeah. So it's like, no one else is going to show you how this experience is until you actually experience it, man. <laughs> Holy this, shit, what a concept. What a concept, right? <laughs> There's no substitute for experience. I, I work with this guy who, um, he, he's like, whenever my birthday run, run, runs around, or Christmas, he's like, I don't ask my family for things. He goes, I ask him for experiences. <laughs> like he'll get tickets to a show. He'll he'll go somewhere. Yeah. He'll travel across the country yeah. just to be somewhere. But that's what he wants. And like, that's that's something really cool. That's kind of admirable. You know, I'm thinking about that. Like you pay for the experience, not for like an item. The experience is what if we're. <laughs> I'm about to go into like new age territory if we yeah, haven't touched upon it. that already. Yeah. But I feel like we're ascending 
as we grow higher and higher yeah. in consciousness and without a freaking doubt experience raises your consciousness over items yeah you know definitely like i might have a lego batmobile but that is like, a pretty damn good item though i might i really- might i might go for the uh the lego batmobile over uh <laughs> over uh, uh enlightenment any day <laughs> but the, the crazy thing is like when, like to talk in all like metaphors and shit like that yeah um like putting it together was maybe, the experience it was, it was, well it was an experience because you're just like i'm putting this shit together i'm like i'm putting these things on i'm like what the fuck is this even gonna be a part of like what is the, i'm putting a window piece and like a black brick here like yeah. this just seems weird and i put it on the on the set and i'm like oh that's that's cool yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. and you put the last piece on you're like damn Hell yeah, yeah right? There's like, no substitute for the feeling of satisfaction and exactly. completing the task. Absolutely, yeah. man. But yeah, definitely. That would be a perfect metaphor. And when you do stuff like, you know, hobby stuff, like we're doing this podcast right yeah. now. Time is flying because I'm, you know, we're, we are having fun, I suppose. But it slows time down in a sense, too. You're not aware or you're not aware of the things outside of the, out of the, of the bubble. I yeah. feel like that is refined uh thinking that, that you know what i mean that's a pure state to be in than obsessing about something or or aimlessly kind of just doing something like a task you know? yeah i remember doing the other day i was doing an aimless task and i was just like i liked doing it because i didn't have to think right it re- it, and it relieved you of having to really do anything else do anything else yeah. Yeah. so i was like okay that's cool yeah um but it could be anything, though. Yeah. Anything that you do could uh, be a potential consciousness-raising feat. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, so with your music and everything going on, like, like how did, did your family... Were like, they supportive? Like, were they supportive? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I, you know, uh, I hate that passive-aggressive thing. I feel like I got that maybe from my dad a little bit. No. Where it's kind of like... A dad doing a passive-aggressive <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, you're going to pay for music school. I'm going to go to music school. But then, like, you know, don't give me shit about not being a lawyer or a doctor. We already made this decision, guys. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but no, for the most part, they were supportive. Uh, he was an entertainer when he came here. Oh, yeah? He actually met my mom on a cruise ship. What did he, what did he do? He was a gaucho dancer. Gaucho dancer? Gaucho. It was like... Oh, gaucho. Yeah. <laughs> not groucho. Uh, they were just... They would dance with... Uh, <laughs> with balls on a rope and like do this karate shit with it. He played the this drum it's called the Bombo Linguero. It's a wooden drum, obviously. Uh, kind of like it's kind of like a floor tom, the size of a floor tom. Okay. Uh, and so they would do that, and I guess that act was good on cruise ships and in circuses. So he knew, yeah. you know. Uh, I, I suppose maybe he, he, you know, I guess the that scenario would be. Uh, the typical thing where like, you know, I lived it and it's, it's a crazy life. Don't do it. You know, <laughs> but otherwise there was really no direct resistance from them, you know? So like you were like, I'm going to go to college for music and they it was just solid. Like, yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. They knew I That's liked really it by cool. then. They knew I liked it by then. Um, and it's been good. Like I said, now what am I, I'm going to be 29 in August. It's been the best it's ever been. Yeah? Yeah. I, 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 I've I grown like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that too. Like my dad, he, um, I, I, told, I remember I went to, I went to college way too early. I went to college way too early. If I would have stopped and been like. What do you mean you went to college way too early? Were you a like, kid genius? No, no, no. A total opposite. This <laughs> <laughs> kid moron. <laughs> no, well, like, um, we like, know about school, man. Yeah, well, School's lame. You know what it is? Like, I got out of high school and like, I guess my whole family was like, because I was like the firstborn of my brothers. I was the firstborn of my, all my cousins. So I was like, you know, the golden child. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, he can't, he can't do wrong. And then I guess when it came to like moment of like, I was getting out of high school and my family was like, well, you have to pick a college to go to and you got, you got to figure this stuff out. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I picked like out of all the shit. I was like, like, what are you interested in? And I was interested in music. Like, and I was interested in writing. I was interested in, and I was interested in, in being in, I guess an entertainment pre entertainment thing. Yeah. And I remember I had this fight with my dad and I said, I want to change my major in school because I was in for criminal justice. And even my teachers were like, dude, they're like, are you really, do you really want to do this? And I was like, no, I really don't. And I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to cope with myself. 
And one of the teachers like, you know, he's like, if you need help with anything, let me know. And when I brought it to my dad, my dad's like, no. He's like, you're not going to be a writer. What have you ever, what have you ever done something? What have you ever wrote something? <laughs> and I was just like, but that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that was like, that was a really hard time for my, I guess my dad. Because this was like before he changed a lot. Like I said, I moved out of the house. Everything from him changed. So like he wasn't as supportive of me now for the last like couple of years. He's been super supportive. Mm, it's in- interesting how moving out changes the dynamic, right? Well, I mean, he's got a lot of he had a lot a lot of life changes, too. So I don't know. Makes him more understanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They get softer as they get older. A little bit. No, <laughs> f- no little, offense, Mister yeah. Esposito. <laughs> no. no, he's no he he changed a lot and. It's cool because, like, my mom, same thing. My mom changed a whole lot too. Yeah, and they were both like because my dad was always like, you know, the guy, the front guy. He was a tough guy. Yeah. He would, like, he tried to bring us in the right direction, and we were kids. We don't fucking listen to that. <laughs> we never listened to him. <laughs> and my mom would be like, "What's well, my dad would yell at us." My mom would be like, "It's okay, you know, just keep on going, just do what you feel is right." And, you yeah, know, you know, the mother thing, right? You know, so I never got as much support. Out of my out of my parents until I played a show at um in Wantaw in that bar that I can't remember now. But it was uh it was a big place. Um but I played there at Mulcahy's, I think. Uh, yeah, there was a yeah. Mulcahy's there. Yeah, so I played near the, near the the cup. Yes, yes, right near the cup. Like so, on the other side. Yeah. 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 So I played at Mulcahy's and my mom was like, You're you're playing Mulcahy's? I'm like, Yeah, like we sold out the crazy donkey once or twice. Nice. And my family's like, I guess you're really into this. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, thanks for supporting me. How old are you? You're my age, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 28 right now. This is like early 20s? This is like 23. 23, yeah. 24. And good, good year. Yeah. Oh, man. Right? My, my that was the year I moved out. Yeah? I was like, I'm top of the fucking world. Oh, no. I didn't move out at that age. I should have. No, I, I mean. Should've. It's hard. I wasn't getting along with my dad. That's why I moved out. Like it wasn't any kind of like, well, I'm 23 now. Time to move out. It was just like I have to fucking move out. <laughs> what, what was <laughs> out of necessity? What, you know? Yeah. What caused? What caused that? What caused? Uh, I was just. I knew at that point who I was, and I was no longer willing to compromise. I guess yeah. is the best way I could put it. So that brought you to to that point. To that this point. Yeah, we would be fighting like every day. Yeah. So like. How how did you how, how did you like when was the moment you realized that like this is who I am and this is what I want to be going to therapy I went yeah. to therapy originally because uh I was a very immature uh 20-something in terms of I think relationships yeah. you know what I mean and I didn't like the way my current relationship was going with my girlfriend so I was like you know what I'm going to therapy oh shit and we're going to figure out what the hell the deal is here and I, her guidance, the therapist's guidance, was a big part. She would bolster me up, you know. Uh, she'd make me feel like I was able to take on the next challenge of the week. Yeah. You know, whatever said challenge may have been, you know. If it was, you know, to put my foot down about something or other, you know. So I had her help. That's that's really cool. Yeah. I've always, my, my younger brother, he, uh, he goes to therapy. I mean, he's been going. Mm. And it's helped him a lot, too. And, like, it's got to the point where I've seen so many people affected positively by therapy. I'm like, maybe I should fucking go see a therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the book that really kind of changed my life uh, was uh, A New Earth. A New Earth? By Eckhart Tolle. All right. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, the golden boy right now of, of New Age gurus. <laughs> so what, what are, what's this book about? It's just... Like, and he has the power of now. The book is basically about being aware of... I guess realizing that there is a difference between the voice in your head and who you really are. All right. And the voice in your head tends to be the ego. Ooh. So once you realize that, you know, some of the things that you imagine in your head aren't necessarily true, it, it frees you from having to be, I guess, kind of, uh, I don't know how I don't know how to describe, it. but basically, it's like uh, there's you, and then there's the ego. So it's like the split of that, like the under, split of that, understanding, and, yeah, and being aware of it uh, in the moment. See, 
I hate intellectualizing. I'm trying not to intellectualize. No, you're doing but fine. The man. general it's... concept is that you know what I mean. You, I said this before. You relieve you relieve yourself of the responsibility of 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 the, the things that you think and the things that you do because they're not really you. In a sense, holy, that's it's really that's you a really know? good way of thinking it. Uh, yeah, and it was it helped me a lot. If if I. If I could think of situations where that 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 uh, that wisdom, you know, came into play and helped me out, I would gladly tell you right now. But I can't <laughs> think of anything. Do you know? Do you know what it is though? Like I feel like everyone needs to read. Like when you read those books, like it's very, it's up to you how you interpret it. And I think it's like one of those things you can't. Someone else can't tell you exactly. They can give you the gist of it, but like like you just did. But I don't think there's. I think everyone kind. Of, you know how you find your own way. Yeah. I think other people need to find their own way too. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I guess like therapy really does, does do that. Cause now my, my younger brother, he's very, he's very motivated to do certain things now, which is cool. That's cool. You know, therapy is good. It cuts through, uh, it helps you cut through the layers because you get, you, you just talk about stuff. And if you have a good therapist, they know where to direct you. you know yeah. I mean? Um, but, there are times where I feel like therapy kind of exacerbates it a little bit because it's like, let's say that I've resolved several issues already in my head. I'm not beating myself up over it. I'm not keeping myself up at night. But the second I get into that therapy arena, sometimes I feel like it makes me more neurotic <laughs> and I'm almost talking about stuff just because I'm in therapy. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's like the reverse I... effect. Yeah, <laughs> it's the reverse effect. I'm like being the good patient and being crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, dude, again, I couldn't I couldn't uh, plug that book uh, anymore. The Power of Now and New Earth. New Earth. Yeah. It's j- that, in general, it's just about that. The concept I'm, of, you know. If I wasn't so backlogged on books, I, you know, I'm going to put that on my list because I have like a couple of bunch of books I gotta get. And actually I'm going to a convention. I might be going to a convention this weekend. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Finish what you're saying, but I could finish what I was. Oh no, 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 you go. No, you go. All right. Tell me about the convention in a second, but he had a term for this emotional state that you'd get in this, almost this other emotional being. He, he just called it the pain body. Yeah. Yeah. The pain body. And it usually gets wake, woken up in relationships. Okay. You know, and when he talked about then that whole chapter on that, that made complete sense. You know what I mean? But um, can you can you, you have summit? depending on who you're with, if they in general don't have their shit together, their shit attracts your shit, and then okay. before you know it, you are losing your mind. Holy shit! I've you know? been there. You've seen relationships. You've seen I've, people I've, yelling at I've each other. I've been. I've been in that position. Yeah. I've been in that shitty position. Yeah. And, and right, but the book is ultimately trying to say, yes, that was you. You know, yelling at her, or him. You know, yes, that's you thinking gazillion crazy thoughts. But it's not you. Yeah. It's this this preconditioned. What you're Other used to, self. yeah, like what you're used to, like you've been so, like you you change kind of just to suit that other person and not yourself. Yeah, it happens because we're all we all kind of are brought up a little fucked up. I think <laughs> that's yeah. the, that's like the most truest thing I've ever heard. Every, you've brought up a little fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Because pre- everyone has everyone has their own little fucking thing. Yeah, like um, it's that codependency thing. I remember I was really wrestling with that. Yeah. When I was going to therapy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I remember I was, I had this ex and I I was, I was kind of codependent. I feel not on her though. Not, not because of her. She was codependent on me. Okay. And you enabled it. Yeah. I feel like I did. I feel like I did like a lot too. And I didn't realize I was really doing it until like, I'm now like really thinking about it. Yeah. Like I was just, I would always be like, yeah, sure. No problem. (laughs) And I'm not doing it really this time around because like, you know, me getting married and stuff. Um, I'm not doing it this time around because I realized that with, with my last relationship. Yeah. Careful what you say now, Steve. Oh, yeah. No, like I would do everything for her and yeah. I got nothing in return. Gotcha. Nothing. And <laughs> unless, unless it also satisfied her in a sense. Like it would always be like, like backwards kind yeah. of things. So like, you're a kind of subservient. Yeah, you know, I guess. Yeah. She was kind of like, 
like I'd do something nice. She's like, oh, thank you for doing this. Like, here's something that we can do together. And I'm like, oh, nothing. Like, <laughs> and I bring it back to this fucking Lego set. Like, she got, like, my, you know, Marissa got me this Lego set. Yeah. She she has. Your fiance no, got it for you. My fiance got yeah, it for yeah. me. And she has no. She, she doesn't love that. She doesn't like Legos that much. Yeah, she yeah. knows that I like to sit there and build it for a couple of hours, build things, and just, like, think about it and do it. Yeah. And. You know, to do something so like selfless like that, while it, like knowing like what I do in my life, like that she, I guess, I guess, kind of rewards for it, and we go back and forth with it all the time. So it's much better now, and like now it's it's I think about that, it's crazy that you mentioned that, and how it's just because now I feel like so much of a better person. Like she supports me this whole thing too. Yeah, and she's, it's, I mean, let's put it to you, I'll put it to you this way, I. I had an issue with uh, with that girl I was seeing because my life wasn't together yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's uh, how I felt too. Like, mm. I would be... I would put all the responsibility on her yeah. to, like, make me happy. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. And that was, yeah, that was the major issue with that. I, I, I feel like that's almost like a, because you're not the only person, I, you know, to do that, I feel. Yeah. You know, I feel like sometimes that might be just like the male consciousness, you know. Possibly. Like in, in yeah, sense. I know. What you, yeah, yeah, there was definitely a, a slight misogynistic thing going on with that stuff, too. And yeah. Yeah, I think it's also sometimes like, you know, growing up a little fucked up. You Without know. a doubt. Yeah. And I know we're being, you know, I, I tend to be vague about stuff when we first hit the topic because it's like, oof, that's like, that is a treasure ch- chest of, of <laughs> tons of things. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, so yeah. I will continue speaking about it vaguely until I think of something. But like, uh, yeah, well, let's, let me, let's, perfect scenario. Hugo in his early 20s, you know, Hugo hates living at home. Hugo uh, fights his dad. Hugo has a girlfriend now. Ooh, he really likes her. He needs her to give him a reason to leave the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was like the fucked up game that I would play with this poor girl. Did you you know you were doing that? You were just kind of like, fuck it. This is what I I was. You know, I was, I was aware of it obviously up to a point because then I threw myself into therapy and I was like, this is fucked up. Where does this come from? Why am I a crazy fuck in this relationship? Oh yeah. Because of my dad. (laughs) Is that that like where it came from? Yeah. I feel like it came from that a little bit. That's crazy. Yeah. I had this stuff all... I remember I read the... Uh, there's a book uh, by Susan Forward called uh, The Men Who Hate Women and the Women Who Love Them. Oh. oh. <laughs> I read a straight-up misogyny book, dude. Um, I had the connections. Uh, the connections, in other words, made sense to me. I was like, oh, I do this because of that. Okay. It worked. And it's almost like it's from it's from a past life now. It's like yeah. you know, yeah. So you you've totally grown from that. Totally grown from that's that. That's awesome. Grown from that that's to really the point cool. where I don't even hang out with a girl just for sex. Damn. I don't even that's do that big. shit anymore, dude. That's I don't. Really big. And I feel like music is a big part of it because I music taking it like your comic friend who's saying, "Dude, you better do this every day, dude." Yeah. That's where music's at right now. I'm usually going to an open mic every day. And if I'm not, I'm playing a gig. And if I'm not, I'm practicing. And if I'm not, I'm producing music at five in the morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like you that energy is, is, is not that I would return ever to that behavior because that was like, you know, you, you grow out of stuff. You don't return back to it. It's like yeah. you, there's no changing. You, you changed, you know. It's the same way like depressed me isn't depressed me now because it's you keep going through these uh it's like the gauntlet of life you know <laughs> you keep changing um growing you should say i should say but um what the hell was i saying <laughs> <laughs> it's getting to that time it's getting to that time what are we doing an hour yeah usually about an hour solid hour i try i try to stick yeah we do hour. an hour too me, yeah. me and terrence you know I, I feel like you know totally to go totally off topic um, yeah I have a Monday show where I talk about like nerd shit with my friends yeah. and um, we, we had someone like, you know, they, they sent us a comment and he said like, you know, why don't you guys have a more natural end 
to it. I'm like, well, it's honestly because I can only fit so much on SoundCloud. <laughs> so, a more natural like, end. Like, you know, you always try to, to just end it and you'd be like, okay, we're done now. Instead uh, of having to be like, relax. Right. And well, I'm because like, we're not doing a five hour, you know, uh, Joe I, Rogan podcast. Yeah, I could. Oh, man. <laughs> like, you know, podcast did a lot for me. And it sounds fucking crazy. But I listened, the first podcast I ever really listened to was uh, Mark Maron's What the Fuck. And <laughs> I think I heard one of them. Oh, man. I, I listened to, I now listen to it like pretty religiously, like uh, off and on. Yeah. Um, usually when I'm doing a mundane task. And like it, it, <laughs> he, he really, he really pushed me to like, to want to do something like what he does. And it's like, it's him being honest with a person for like an hour and a half. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. That's where That's- I kind of. That is, uh, there's something about connecting with people. It's usually the mark of, you yeah. know, I don't know, no, mental health. You know what it is? Being a lot good. Of, you know what I mean? Because you want to communicate and speak honestly. Yeah, you know? because you know what? I feel like I feel like social networking only goes so far. You know, like everyone's like friends with each other on Facebook, but who's really friends with each other on yeah, Facebook? Yeah, well, never mind Facebook, right? That's just like. Huh? What you comparing a Facebook like just like you, you can't have a, I feel like you can't have a real conversation through a phone, you know, no, no or way. a computer, you know, that's why like I had a friend of mine. I was on his podcast and he's like, but he was out in like Michigan or something. And he's like, and he's, he knew that I was doing a show. He's like, can I be on your show? I'm like, if you're willing to come to New York and he's like, sure. I can't, I can't just do that. And he's like, why, why don't you like just call me in? And I'm kind of because I feel like I lose something. I lose something when I don't have the person in front of me. I'm looking at a screen. I don't want to look at a screen the whole time. Yeah. I want to have a real conversation with someone. Yeah. No, it definitely, uh, it forces you to open up a bit more. Yeah. Right. It's on it. It's being honest. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, and even if I, I didn't want to be honest, the facade would only last so long before yeah. I gave up the whole, the whole thing. I'm know? like, uh, and I, I feel like, I feel like artistic people and, and, are the best people to do that with because I can't it's very hard for me to just kind of pull someone off the stream like so what do you think about this and they're like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like like I don't know I have, I have so many weird thoughts so many I weird thoughts you, about things like <laughs> notepad writing the notepad a lot oh yeah I got a that, oh, that red book right there those are your um, jokes alone huh? that's, jokes that whole book is just filled with I have it I, I got a five space binder and the reason why I did that is because I have one section, which is me just fucking writing. <laughs> the next one is me organizing my writing. Yeah. And next one is me getting like solid jokes. And then the last two sections is me writing the same fucking joke over and over again, because that's how I memorize shit. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's, that's how I do it. Because cool. once again, bring going back to like a fucked up bringing, I was, I never did like spelling homework correctly. <laughs> so it was like, now you got to spell the word 10 times <laughs> instead of five. I, I used to get my sixes and nines. Yeah. Uh, mixed up that was wow. my that was my weird little little kid issue i remember i was like am i fucking retarded why can't i oh. get this <laughs> I, had a, I had a lot of those moments when i was a kid you know? oh man but you're not yeah it's just you know it's the school system man especially back in the day everything all weird so um oh man so so where are you uh what projects are you doing right now Right now, yeah, uh, I'm in a bunch. I'm in the most things I've ever been in. Uh, Mind Open is the, I guess, the jazz fusion thing. All right. Uh, I do that with my friend Chris Chris Covey. Shout out to him. Great musician. Um, uh, I have my stuff. I don't know what I want to do with my with my stuff. Uh, otherwise, the act of producing is the way to learn. Just in general. In other words, right now, I'm trying to learn more about music through making my own music. Okay. Necessity breeds invention. You know what I mean? So you'll, by problem solving, you learn more. I <laughs> yeah. feel like it's the best way. Yeah. You know? Figure it out yourself. Um, and there's a couple of, like, pop groups. I guess you could call it that. I consider anything that has a catchy chorus pop. I don't yeah. care if it's rock no, you're or right. anything. Uh, Christine Sweeney and the Dirty Stay Outs. We have a bunch of gigs lined up. Uh, I think we're even playing on a podcast uh, in the next month. Uh, and uh, this new group that we've yet to name, it's on the internet right now as Johnny Ray. 
All right. But the the girl singer in the group is the I guess the CEO of her own crystal dildo company. <laughs> what? And uh she's got a good head on her shoulders. I feel she, like she what? I feel like that means itself. That's that's a good <laughs> Her name the It's crystal good. Dildos. She's doing very well. She's getting write ups yeah. in, in, in publications. Uh I'm not saying that a person who has, you know, a business spells success in other in other oh, yeah. areas. Yeah. But with that said, you know, I like that she's savvy in that in that area, but um we've been rehearsing lately and the songs are have a lot of potential. I can hear them on the radio in awesome. my in my mind. Can I can I um I guess it can you have stuff on YouTube. There's not a lot. That's the newest. That's okay. in its it's that's the it's in its nascent period. It's really there's nothing really to follow up with as far as music and that particular group but uh otherwise that pretty much sums it up as far as all the stuff i'm doing i'm going to bonnaroo in a couple of weeks oh yeah. how oh man that looks really i went fun. to and i went to uh south by southwest i saw i saw you went there that was cool i i i only recently wanted to go there in the last couple of years and i think maybe next year yeah i'll uh because I'm, I'm, I'm i have some moves i'm making here nice with this and maybe nice. next year i'll go sweet so. dude <laughs> all right um I that think we're cool. winding down, man. So are we good? I think we're good. Are you good? I'm good. Yeah. I enjoyed this thoroughly. This is this is awesome. Yeah, this is. I good. like having you on, man. This is like one of my favorite conversations. I'm like even right now, I'm thinking like this is one of my favorite conversations ever. ever. Awesome. No, cool. Well, I've, thanks. Thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure, man. All right. Anything else you want to plug in really quick before I go? Uh, like- what do we got? Mind open. Summer tour 2015 happening. Yeah. Yeah. Maine. We're gonna hit up Maine. We're gonna hit up. Uh, uh, I think Boston, at least the Boston area. You have to hit up Boston. You know, uh, Christine Sweeney and the Dirty Stayouts, uh, Crystal Dildos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be good. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be right. on again, right? Yeah, I'll sure. Be on again. I'll, I'll have you, definitely have you on And again. freaking Hugo Lopez, Mr. Seed. Follow me on SoundCloud. I'll throw, I'll throw you up on there. You know? I'll throw you up on the I'll My, do an my crazy page. little movie cue uh songs you know (laughs) well thanks a lot for coming on the show man my pleasure thank you very much so what you guys think of that there we go hugo lopez everyone and probably one of the most important conversations i've had with someone in a very long time in a very very long time um so that's it for the show guys i hope you really enjoyed it um, once again, thank you for listening. Once again, uh, this show has been brought to you by no one. No one. I got no sponsors. <laughs> um, but man, thanks. Thanks for getting in here. Uh, I hope, I hope some people can, can find some help and, and realize that things like therapy and stuff are, are actually really helpful and self-help really is self-help. You know, you can't, you're not going to get answers from anyone else but yourself and me included. Included that that's you know I hope everyone can understand and realize things like depression how real they can get and how to how to overcome because it's very possible very possible you can and Hugo's one of those people and it's really cool it's really admirable and it's it's something that can that easily affects everyone you know and I'm glad that that people like him get out of it you know because you don't hear about it all the time you hear about the people who who succumb to it and there's a lot of people who get who, you know, don't let it get the best of them, and that's where you're gonna find you know success in everything in life, and hopefully where where you're where you think you're headed, opposed to where you want to be headed. I guess I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. This whole thing boggled my mind in in such a an awakening way, and I hope it does the same thing for you. Uh, so that's it, everyone. Thank you very much for listening again, because I can't thank you guys enough, and uh, hope this helps you guys. Take it easy. Have a good night or day, whatever time you listen to this. Goodbye.